Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asked me some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Ryder. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara? Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jack, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you, you, you asked me a couple questions. Broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing, I mean, you've got some pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. Much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it. I'm so bummed. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude. She's definitely going to break up with you. She's definitely going to break up with me. Should have used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. I thought you said TickPick. No hidden fees. Download today. right into it because it seems natural enough for me um you know you go into this with high key and jordan kind of started this up when you were you know kids like five or six years ago when you guys you know didn't really have you know too much of a clue when it came to like e-commerce social media all of this stuff you know uh interacting with clients and all that stuff so like right now how are you again balancing you know play and work at the same time it's kind of like you said a mixture of both like dive into a little bit of what you kind of mean by that yeah 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 we did start out uh about it's about five years ago now and we started out like just from i was in high school at the time and i started out with like really zero knowledge in business whatsoever and so we started just by like trial and error just figuring things out learning from the internet and like now, um, now we, we've gone to the point of where we've built up like an actual business. And like some of my mentors have told me this, where um, you, you get, there gets to be a point when you're building a business that you go, for, go from like a sole proprietorship yeah. where like you're building a business solely. And if you exit the business or if you're not working on something, then the business dies. And so like, that's not a business. That's you being self-employed. And so the difference between that and a real business is where you have real employees, a real team, real contractors that have your back and people that like, if you leave for a weekend, the business won't die. If you leave for a week, it won't die. If you leave for a month, it won't die. And it runs on its own because it's a business and you're, you're there to excel it bring it forward and be a team leader. And so like, that's kind of the point that we've gone to. We're still starting. We're still really starting out. Like there's a, we have a huge vision for high key and overall, but uh, in terms of like the, the question, like with the party balance is uh, this is something I've talked to with a lot of people on my Instagram and social media. It looks like I only party, (laughs) but in reality, like I put in like, I I put in 14, 16 hour work days and then I party once or twice on the weekend. And so like, so like in reality, like I'm working way more than, and then even when, even when I'm partying, like if you ever see me at parties and if you ever see me partying, it's like, there's like <laughs> there's more times than not, I'm on my phone working just in the corner of <laughs> the party. Yeah. It's got to be so much fun though. And yeah, like social media can be deceiving that way. You know, you're like, look, oh, let's look at Luke's uh, Instagram story. Like, oh, there he is. You know, just in the middle of the mob scene, just partying it up all weekend. But, like, yeah, I mean, you, Bobby, you and Jordan have gotten to this point where you're, you know, you should be able to do that stuff because you guys are busting your ass 16, 18 hours a day, you know? So, like, when you guys first started, like, looking back at it now, like you said, like, you're learning new stuff every day. Like, you're not, you know, you're in a good place now, but 
where you want to be and, you know, moving forward, your daily goals, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now even are probably going to be minuscule to what it is now. Uh, but, you know, starting out, how how much knowledge did you have when it came to, again, like social media, branding, marketing, e-commerce, you know, building clients and all that stuff? Dude, starting out, we literally had zero knowledge. I was in uh, I was in grade eleven at the time. It was uh, it was two thousand sixteen when I was starting out, and I didn't even really have a social media profile personally. Even like, so not only did we not have any knowledge business wise, how to start up a business like legitimately, how to grow a business, marketing, but we didn't even know anything about social media, which ended up being our our main thing that we're doing right now. And so how we started up is we just got an idea for a product and the product was wireless earbuds at the time. And it turned out to be like a crazy hot selling product, little to our knowledge. And like we came up before AirPods, Samsung Galaxy Gear Icon. So uh, there was like a little luck there that we picked a product that was a winning product because we made money right out of the gate. We didn't even really have to advertise. And it wasn't even a really good product and we made money right out of the gate. So that, that really boosted our confidence levels of like, wow, this is something real that we could actually take on. And then what I'd say like the biggest piece of advice and the biggest takeaway is like, we made tons of errors along the way, major, major errors, but we won and we're going to be continuing to win because even when we lost at our hardest, we stayed consistent and we continued to push through. And no matter, literally nothing stopped us. And when we had a setback, we just worked harder, harder and and tried to work smarter. And like that, that, that's like the major thing, being consistent at whatever you truly want to do. Oh my, that's the number one key being consistent, you know, not giving up. Like there's so many people, like I'll use podcasting as an example because we're on one right now and everybody seems to have their own show these days, whether they're good at it or not. You know, like there'll be someone who has a podcast, they do 10 episodes and then it just like fades away. They're like, "Eh, I'm not making money. I'm not where I want to be. Like you're 10 episodes deep, dude. Like you actually have to like put two feet forward and actually go through the shit in order to come up and find the diamond, you know? So when you talk about those mistakes early on, like you're probably still making mistakes, you know, everybody does, uh, business, personal life in, in general, but what were some of those early on mistakes? Were they like big money mistakes or were they just kind of like, oh, that kind of stunk and I've learned from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me, I'll, I'll get to the mistakes because there, there's some juicy ones, but <laughs> the, what you said about consistency is so key, man. It's in every single area of life, bro, not just business, like business, working out, and like you fully understand it because like if for anybody who's on this podcast listening right now, like Jack literally had to follow up with me like 15 <laughs> times to, to get me onto this podcast. Not because I was being a dick, but just because I, I just, <laughs> things just kept falling through. And so like, now, now, now I'm on and like, dude, this is great. And uh, yeah, m- much appreciate the follow-up and just everything about that. But in terms of the mistakes, so the first big mistake that we did is uh, uh, so we have an e-commerce company which was the first business we started out at Hikiko. And we started with wireless earbuds. So start with wireless earbuds, start with a winning product, ended up making uh, about six figures in revenue with about 20% profit margins after about seven months in business, just with a crappy Instagram page. And so we were on top of the world. I was in high school and I was making more money than any single one of my friends, just with an e-commerce store that I started out. I didn't even know how to tell this to my friends at the time. And what happened was there were a few emotions that went through ahead. Uh, We were trying to scale very fast. We were being a bit greedy uh, and and we projected, this is where we didn't have the business knowledge and didn't project inventory correctly. What happened was we created a new product, which was called a charging backpack, and we fell in love with this product. The problem was we didn't test it in the marketplace to see if other people would fall in love with this product. So we spent a lot of time creating it and we kind of like treated it like our baby, like we loved it. And we ordered way too much inventory of it. And we misforecasted so many different three things. We misforecasted what the shipping cost would be 
of the freight and shipping costs. That's that's the cost of shipping it from our supplier in China to our warehouses in the U.S. And then we misforecasted our freight out shipping costs, which is the shipping costs from our U.S. warehouse out to our customers. And so when, when we calculated that plus the manufacturing costs, our profit margins were so slim if everything went to plan and things didn't go to plan. So we ended up having to take out a massive loan from our dad that we didn't even know that was capable of happening. Took out a massive loan and literally just went into business debt. We weren't paying ourselves personally, so I was already in personal debt. And it was just like, it was really bad times. It ended up being a well into the six-figure mistake. Like, it, it turned out to be, we just got rid of the problem about like six months ago. And so, like, it carried on that long. So uh, I'd probably equivalent it to about a $300,000 mistake when uh, we, we hadn't even made close to that. And so it, it, it was a pretty hard punch. And uh, and we, we came back from it by uh, transitioning into the service-based business, which allowed us to make higher profit margins, start paying ourselves, and then pay back the debt of our e-commerce company. So does that put, you know, like you're back against the wall in a sense, or were you comfortable during all of this? It was just kind of like a nagging thing. Or were you guys like seriously worried? Oh, d- d- dude, it, it was it was the most stressful point in my life. Uh, like just, I'm not sure if you can imagine this dynamic. You might have to like live through it and be in it. But imagine, imagine the dynamic where you just started up a business, you're going 100% all into it, your dad just gave you a massive loan out of his savings to help save you. You're living in your dad's house. So you have to be with your dad every single day. You're in business with your brothers. So you're not talking about personal things with your brothers because you guys are in debt and you're trying to get out of it. So you're not talking about anything personally with anybody in the household. It's all business and the business is not going well. So there is like so many layers to it that this was by far like the worst period of time, like ever. It, it, it was really bad. Things got things got really depressive, but it, it, it goes back to the consistency thing. Like uh, we, we just we just kept doing it, and my mindset was like, there, there's no there's no other option here. Like we we literally can't fail, and so we just have to try anything and everything that we're capable of. Yeah, I could only imagine what you guys went through because that's a bad mix, you know, like business and family, like that could be very toxic. And when business isn't going well, like you said, like you really can't talk about anything that's actually real and personal because you guys are in a sticky situation and it's coming out, you know, like you said, like your dad took money out of his hard-earned savings to help you guys out and it didn't work out, you know, like that's got to be a very... A very difficult situation to get past because like that's a moment it's like your dad you probably look up to you know like probably one of your mentors growing up and now it's almost seems like you know you're letting him down in that sense dude seriously man and it was hard to even like look at him straight in the face yeah. with with me telling him that we it's it's all going to be fine and we're going to pay him back but me going back and looking at the accounting numbers of our business and realizing that there's no possible way we're paying him back anytime soon. It, it was it was so hard. It was so hard, bro. Like it was <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. But uh, it, it, how I look back on it now is two ways. One, I look back on it that uh, it was our tuition into business. We never went to university. We never had to pay tuition. So it was our tuition into business, making that major mistake. And then also I look at it as uh, how it led to a massive opportunity. We had the luxury of no other options where it was the option of either failing and letting our dad down and miserably and going to like just a regular corporate job or the option of finding a way to make back that money either through our e-commerce company or through another business in order to pay back that debt and, and start excelling. And so that's what led to our second company creation of High Key Agency, which was our service-based business. And that's how we ended up being able to pay back the loan and start excelling. And that's, that's what led to all of the other stuff from there. So that's got to be one of the biggest, you know, mistakes money-wise and obviously personally-wise because it is family-oriented. It's kind of mixed in. 
But like early on, like when you guys were first starting, because again, like you guys are young kids when you, you go about starting this. Like you probably didn't really have time to like think of really other things you wanted to do, at least, you know, maybe like in a dream scenario. Like what else did you guys have in mind growing up as kids? Like were you into sports? Was it film? Like what else did you like plan on doing with your lives before you hit this? Yeah, so uh, in grade 10, uh, uh, my older brother's name is Jordan, and in grade 10, Jordan and me, uh, Jordan was in university at the time, and uh, me and him started brainstorming. We were like, we we're like, dude, we, we spend a fair amount of time on YouTube watching these, like, video creators and uh, just, like, these, these people playing video games. Uh, dude, we're pretty funny. I, I, I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could come up with something, get the equipment, and and start making some some YouTube content. He's like, I am so down. And so I, I went online. I uh, we used up our savings to buy like an Elgato. I think it was called at the time, where you can connect your your uh, PS like three or whatever to your TV and start recording. And then we bought a DSLR and a couple like a microphone and a couple other things, and we started streaming. I learned how. I, I taught myself how to video edit and for uh for eight months we were we were recording video game content of us playing video games doing like crazy challenges and just doing ridiculous stuff recording and editing the content and it was pretty good like we were making some like pretty decent content like i wish i had that to go back on because i would probably laugh at it but we ended up deleting all of it for whatever reason uh and we did that for eight months in grade 10. And we literally ended up, after eight months, getting 120 subscribers, most of which were our friends. And so we, we were doing a YouTube channel for eight months, posting two to three times a week, basically treating it like a full-time job for the both of us, and ended off with 120 subscribers at the end of eight months. And people are out here being quitting after what you said like 10 podcast episodes and being like i don't think so and so we went right in from that from that youtube content of eight months right into our uh right into our hikey co business after brainstorming that summer of like we need to switch this up uh youtube is not our play right now what were some of the things that you guys filmed on camera like what were some of those ideas that you made so, so we were filming uh, like just straight like video game content where we were we were facing people online in like 2K, Madden, any single video game. We, we were pretty decent at video games. I would play like uh, Call of Duty and then we would do like unique challenges. Like we, we, we based our videos off of like KSI, W2S, like ones that uh, we heavily looked at. But like reflecting on that now, the reason we went into YouTube is because we – we've always wanted to become content creators. We've always wanted to become big on YouTube. Like that's always been our dream. Right. Like the business is, is really cool because we were able to incorporate content into our business and able to incorporate all the way through. We made content with Hikiko with the e-commerce company. We're making content now for our, our agency and for our, our giveaways that we're doing with celebrities. And now we're getting back into the YouTube game more heavily. We're, we're starting to post YouTube videos once a week right now, just a lifestyle business things that we're really doing right now because that th- that is really the main goal of things like we want to become bloggers and huge uh in the youtube space because we're pretty decent on camera and uh i i think we are, are getting to a point of a lifestyle that people definitely want to definitely want to look at oh my god i mean it's great content from what i've seen recently with everything that you guys got going on <laughs> i probably like wouldn't even have thought of that growing up because like I don't know, growing up, like, if you're not, like, in tune with what's going on and you don't have, like, a clear space, like, you think, like, making that kind of money, creating that kind of content, you know, building a team around you to help you create that stuff is insanely hard. Like, how do you do it? Like, must take practice. But, like, if you love what you're doing and you have a general idea of what to do and, like, you have the confidence to do it, I mean, it's money, dude. Like, you guys have been able to create all this stuff. You've been able to get in contact with all of these celebrities, all these great guys. I mean, what was it, Jake and Logan Paul in their studio doing stuff together? Like, I mean, how do you set that up at a young age? <laughs> dude, I appreciate all of that. Well, what, what, what it came from uh, is, dude, it was like a snowball effect. And it was like a snowball effect going down an avalanche where literally there was this one point in time where uh it it was it was at the end of 2019 uh 
everything kind of just aligned together. All of our businesses aligned together. We met uh, we met one of our business partners uh, named Adam Quinn out in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, just by Instagram DMing him, wanting to meet up. We ended up meeting up with them, talking for two hours at a restaurant and just connecting so good and ended up partnering up on our giveaway company. And he was the ex-Team 10 manager. And so many good things started to come like uh, right before that and after it. So like we started partnering up with uh, getting connected with every celebrity possible. We started making some real money. And so if you go to different people that are connected to a lot of celebrities or management or just messaging directly to these influencers with a big bag of money, uh, they're always intrigued. It's just about having the money there. And so it just evolved where we started gaining more credibility because we were working with bigger and bigger celebrities. And then people started reaching out to us and being like, listen, I know this and this person. Do you want me to get connected? I'm like, yes, this is the amount of money we can pay. And it was just about like meeting up with all these celebrities was just about like consistently making offers. Like even right now we, we make minimum, minimum like five offers to major celebrities a week easily. I mean, I can't believe that. Like to be able to, again, create that mindset and go forward with it at, I mean, what was it? You guys were what? 16, 17 when this really took off. Yeah, I, I was 16 and then my older brother was uh, 19. That's nuts. I mean, that, that that's crazy to think about. Like, again, me, I, I'm well off enough to support myself and do what I love to do and doing this and, you know, making a living out of it, which is great. But at the same time, uh, not that great, you know, when it comes to making deals like that. Because, again, like you guys were able to take your passion and then create a shit ton of revenue doing it. So if you could like just dumb it down for me, because it's like, how, how are you able to, again, I mean, getting in touch with them is one thing, but creating the money in those partnerships is another. So how were you able to do that? And again, dumb it down for me because I might miss it. <laughs> so we never, we never went the path that we did because, because of money, like money was never, never in for us the main thing was like at the start we were trying to get out of the debt but then once we got out of once we got out of the debt it was like really we were just trying to target what we wanted to do and our overarching goals so like what i would suggest for you and for like anybody listening is basically uh really really diving into what you want to do and what you where you want to be what you want to be doing and everything like people who are in your life, like really diving deep in a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now. And if you're able to create those major goals and like, you don't have to create them and be like concrete. Like you, you should be reflecting back on them once a month, once every quarter and looking at all of those. And once you know that, it's very, very simple. You have those goals and you just create a plan from it. You just reverse engineer it. For example, in 10 years from now, if you want to be, if you want to be doing something that doesn't align with what you're doing right now, for example, if you have a major goal that you set out in 10 years and you look back and create a plan that gets you to that goal in 10 years and it has nothing to do with the podcast that you're doing right now you might look at it and be like wow this is truly what i want to do in 10 years i'm just going to close down this podcast and do this because this will align me for that and so that's what we did man it's like and and we truly stick by this like in, in 25 years we outlined exactly what we want to do same with 10 years we outlined exactly what we want to do and i i came up to my bros and i'm like listen like these giveaways and these celebrities align completely with what we want to do. These, this e-commerce company though is taking time away from us. And it, it, even though it's making money, like it's not aligned with what we want to do in the long run at this time might change, but immediately that happened, we closed that down. We closed the e-commerce company down and we transitioned our entire energy all of our team's energy into our service-based business and to our giveaways and giveaway company. And then another thing was we were like in 10, 25 years, we don't want to be paying heavy amounts of taxes. We don't want to be in a place that's cold half the year. We don't, 
we want to be in a place that's very close to the U.S. and that's easily where you can where you can travel in between. And, and literally within two weeks of, of thinking about that, we moved to picked up our bags from Canada, moved to Puerto Rico, told our lawyers figure it out. That's a power move, dude. That is that is a power move to say that. To be like, you figure it out, man. Like that. That's a lot of that's that's ballsy for sure. I mean, that, that's nuts because, again, like, you guys, very young when you started this, but at the same time, you kind of found that blueprint to plan, again, like, 5, 10, 20 years in the future for what you guys want to do. Because it's one thing to, you know, say it and be, like, visualize what you want to do. Like, that's great. That's what sets the passion. That's what sets your soul on fire, you know? But it's another thing to manifest it. So what is your blueprint, you know, for, you know, planning things out and accomplishing the goals that you want, whether it's in the near future or, again, 20 years down the line? Dude, so my um, our ex business partner, uh, he's only an ex business partner because he unfortunately passed away uh, last year. But um, he, 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 his name's Stefan Arnio. You or anybody else can search him up. You can go to his website, stefanarnio.com, and he has two things on his website. It's called a your your best self journal, your best self binder, and what it does is it breaks down everything bro like if you go into it it is nuts like write down his name like if you if you really care about like your future if you really care about like where you're trying to go setting aside setting aside time to actually like figuring out exactly where you want to be in like 10 25 years and every aspect of things business health wealth happiness like business your personal life everything like your self-esteem everything that's your best self your best self finder, it's Stefan Arnio, S-T-E-F-A-N-A-A-R-N-I-O. And it's the Your Best Self Finder. That's for everything. And then I use this uh, high-performance blue journal that he created for my 90-day goals and my uh, my 90-day planning. And so it writes down your three main goals for the next 90 days. Then it writes down your monthly goals, and it writes down your weekly goals, and then your daily goals. And so, like, if you if you use both of those in combination, you're literally like it's tracking, reverse engineering it for you. If you truly take time to like write it all out, whether your best self journal, it your best self binder is like ten years, five years, and three years down the line, and then the blue journal is ninety days, a month, a week, and a day, broken down. Wow. But again, like, I feel like, you know, time evolves, people change, like, you could be a completely different person 20 years from now, but at the same time, like, if you really want it, I guess, you're able to stay in tune, stay self-disciplined enough to accomplish that same goal that drove you 15, 20 years ago. One hundred percent. Like some of the things that I write down is like I, I for, for my like twenty five years twenty five year goals. I, I break it down to compartments of health, wealth, and happiness. So under health, I, I write down that I want to have a consistent personal trainer. I want to have a chef that cooks me very healthy food and makes sure that I'm on my diet. So just a couple of things that that make sure that I, I'm in a place that I want to be. If I have a chef and a fitness trainer. I'm I'm good in the health department in my mind of things. They'll both keep me accountable in those major areas of life. In the wealth department, I said I, I, I want to have a private jet, but like that's that's much earlier than 25 years. But private jet, which leads to my happiness, where it's complete freedom of time. And so happiness is like I want to have complete freedom over my time. I have a lot of freedom in my time now, but there's a lot of things that I still don't have freedom of. For, for example, if I left for a week, like fully left a, our company for a week, a lot of things would be like out of order, even right now. Even though we do still have a business, a lot of teams in place, but uh, I, I want to get to that point of, uh, of complete freedom of my time. So would you say like some of those like hacks that you kind of have to get out of the way, like staying in shape, eating well, you know, that me personally, like that keeps me going. Like if I don't have that, like everything else could fall apart, you know? So like you talk about, you know, you know, setting your mind right before anything else. Um, how early on did you kind of figure that out? How early mistakes in that regard, you know, like 
okay, I need this in order to accomplish this. Like without A, like there's no getting to B, C, D, all the way to Z. Dude, that was in uh, that was in 2018 when I was starting out my agency, and it was truly because of Stefan Arneo, man. And I don't know how people go about it. I don't know how people really get their mind right if they're not around people that are that are trying to get their mind right as well. Like this is where this is around this is where like where the people you spend the most time with and your mentors and like like truly mentors, like people who are higher level than you, a point where you want to achieve. And they're going out of their way to help you because they see something in you, either that they saw in themselves or they see something in you that has massive potential. And that's where a mentor comes in. And you can't you can't really find a mentor. A mentor finds you. And so that, that's where mentors come in. And that's this is where heavily like the 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 five people you spend the most time with. Like really look at that. Like who are the five people that you're hanging out with like day in and day out? Like are those people that are like-minded people? Are those people the way that like you want to be thinking? Like if the five people that you're spending the most time with aren't writing down their goals, aren't aren't asking critical questions, aren't asking thought-provoking questions, aren't like thinking about their future and like reverse engineering it, then you're probably not going to be doing it. And in my mind, those aren't people that I want to be hanging around with. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult decision to make. Like there's so many people that you probably know that hang out with toxic people and it's like you could be doing so much better, but like you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, you know? Like you got to be surrounding yourself with a team of people who don't exactly think alike, but have, like you said, like-minded uh, goals in mind for what they want to do with a, a specific business. And that's what you guys are doing right now. And you've obviously partnered with, with other people to be able to create new projects, create more revenue to, again, get you to where you want to be. But with that being said at that time, like, I want to ask you, like, you know, making some of these big deals, like big money deals, there's a lot on the line. How do you know, like, again, you surround yourself with good people, but how do you know who to trust? Like, do you go to that backbone? Do you come together as a team? Because, like, there's a lot of people with a lot of money who are trying to just, you know, rip you off. They're trying to make more money off you. So, like, how do you know, how can you tell the difference between, you know, genuine, real people as opposed to the people putting on a fake smile and, you know, like, sooner or later they're going to screw you over and stab you in the back? Dude, 100%. I've been, I've been very, very good uh, at knowing genuine and truthfully people in person, but the internet is a deceptive place. And even if you get on the call with someone, I, I, I find it hard sometimes. And this is truly something I'm still trying to learn. And I think, I think it's like going to be a, a lifelong teaching because uh, we've made uh, so many mistakes trusting the wrong people. And in, in the last in the last 12 months alone, uh, we, we've like set up giveaway campaigns with the people we shouldn't have. Uh, we did, uh, we set up deals with managers that were shady and we've been easily scammed uh, over, we've been easily scammed over $200,000 $200, in the past 12 months. And so, uh, it, and that's that's just by trusting the wrong people. And uh, that is it something that we could avoid it? I, I'm not really sure, but uh, lo looking back at those mistakes, um, I, I just try and find like something to learn from the mistake and then immediately move forward. Like my mind works where I'm just constantly trying to find solutions and and then move forward. Like Like never looking back, only looking back to see like what I can learn from that. And then moving moving forward on everything else, and so yeah, yeah, like that's that's kind of the advice there. I mean, it's so tough to do too because like when something like that happens, like you said, like either getting scammed out of money or just something that happens in your life that just stings. It's hard to move forward and say like, well, it happened. Nothing I can do about it. Like all I can do is move forward because it's tough. Like it stings. Like what you were saying, you know, about you know being in rough times financially in a family business, like. That's tough. Like, there's really, like, it's make or break. Like, you're going to come out of that stronger or you're not going to come out of it at all. But at the same time, like, you have to move forward. You have to let it go. It happened, you know? Like, how early on, because, again, you're still a young person, did you kind of figure that out and think, like, okay, like, it can only go up from here. Like, I'm making mistakes, but, like, life moves on. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that that's a really good question. Uh, I I don't think I've ever thought about the exact point in time that happened. Uh, I, I would just say that my mindset has always, always like ever since from a young age that failure is by far my biggest fear and all I'm trying to do in life is reach my full potential and so and live a life of zero regrets and so that's a huge thing that last point of living a life of zero regrets and so that's kind of how I I lived out every single decision like when we made those major mistakes when things weren't going well at all uh I was just in the mindset where failure is my biggest fear. And so like, I'm just trying to avoid this at all costs. Uh, I'm trying to reach my full potential. So what are different things that we could start up down line with those future goals? And then uh, how can I live a life of no regrets? Well, what should I be doing today? Like if I were to, if I were to die next week, what would I be doing over this next week? No matter what. And so, yeah, I'm not sure when that that mindset completely like switched, but at least like that's how I look back on it now. Like I I I can't really go back to the place like three years ago when when I was like uh, in my dad's house of what my mindset was of what exactly pushed me forward to keep doing it. But it, it was probably one of those three things. It was probably you know, and just speaking on my own experience, probably something that was like dark and like tough to get out of. Like, like you talked about what we started, what we just dude, I was our family, you know? Dude, I was driven by, by a lot of stress back then. You don't want to be driven by stress, but stress will drive you. And it, it, it could definitely be a driver. Stress drives people in different areas all the time. Stress, stress drives people in their work. Stress drives people in high school, university to push forward. And that was definitely a key thing. Like, I would lose sleep some nights because I'd be like, oh, well, I'm not working. And we're literally in debt right now. So it, it, back then, it was, a, it was a huge motivator. And now I'm trying to avoid stress at all costs because <laughs> as much as stress motivates, it, it, it definitely kills you. Oh my, I totally agree. Like m- the majority of people I feel like are motivated by anger, the things that bad happen to them and they like want vengeance, they want revenge or something as opposed to like having a legit passion for something that you love doing. It's not work. Like you just want to get better and better every day. You're competing with yourself, you know, at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, it takes people, some people longer than others to figure that out. But I think you guys have figured that out at a young age, like you got zero Fs to give, man. Like you really are two two feet deep into this and you're making things work. You're, you're making mistakes, you're making successes. I mean, how, how many guys do you actually at this point, you know, it's grown over the past five or six years. How many people do you have working for you? Because again, like you have to have a tip top social media, marketing, branding, all of this stuff to make everything look as good as it does so people will buy into what you're selling. Yeah, yeah. So we have about uh, right now uh, sixty contractors. So we have uh, we have five main social media manager contractors. We have two, three main uh, press manager contractors, and then we have uh, a writing team, an editorial writing team of six writers. And then the rest uh, make up our video editing, graphic design, and uh, just miscellaneous departments. Oh, wow. So how, how long did it take yeah. to do that? Because, like, again, starting out, was it just the two of you? And then you obviously had to build and build and build. Yeah, yeah, so it started out with uh, with me doing a majority of it. Jordan's always been the the dreamer of the team, and so I've been the person doing like uh, most of like the grunt work at the start. And so I'm the one who taught taught myself like video editing, graphic design, all of that. And th- this is also a key thing is we were able to hire out and hire out so effectively and grow the team so fast because I knew every single thing that I was hiring out. And that's a huge thing for management. And when you're hiring out a specific job, you need to know exactly what's being done so that you're not overpaying, so that you know how much time it takes, you know the quality that should be there, and you have the compassion for the people who are working there. And so, um, yeah, I knew everything, like everything that we hired out. The first person that we hired out was a social media manager in uh, in 2018, and then we started hiring out video editors. 
And then uh, it just grew from there. I, I, I started realizing, I started putting a, a dollar value to my time and anything below that dollar value that I had set, uh, I would hire out. Right now I have a dollar value of, uh, I, I, like if somebody wants to get on like a consulting call with me, like for, for something about their business, I usually charge about $1,000 an hour. So that's what I have at my, at my hourly rate. And then basically like anything below that, I, I hire out because in my mind, it's just not worth my time. Oh my God, I totally agree. And to that point, yeah. you're, you have all these different people, but like at the same time, I'm sure they're like-minded. Like you guys are all collectively trying to accomplish the same thing, the same goal. Um, but again, like that's kind of like your baby at the beginning, you know, putting in the grunt work, you know, doing a lot of things yourself. And now you're kind of handing each, you know, thing over to other people who are obviously professionals. Like it's why you brought them on, you trust them. But at the same time, like how tough was it kind of like letting some of that stuff go and trusting and instilling in some of the people that you work with? Dude, so hard. That was actually one of the one of the hardest things I faced, and it was exactly what you said. It was it was the trust issue, mainly because we were dealing with clients and clients that were extremely happy with my production of things, where I had to hire out and bring them into relationship with the client and trust that they would do as good of job as me. But th then the only thing that helped me was that I kept putting it in perspective where if I kept doing this work instead of hiring it out, we wouldn't scale as fast. And so the perspective allowed me to just relieve it off. But it was really hard because th there were people that we hired that did a horrible job, lost us clients. And at the end of the day, I can't look back on that because in the grand scheme of things, we hired so many people that helped out with so many different things, which allowed us to scale up to this point. What was the biggest mistake someone made? Oh my God. So we, we had, uh, we, we had a manager, uh, that, that was, uh, in our social media department and we released a new service that was, uh, press services to all of our clients. And these press services were going like unreal. They were, they were selling so hot. Everybody wanted these press services because we were offering them at really competitive pricing. Uh, they looked amazing because we tested it on ourselves before offering it to our clients and it looked really good on our pages. Uh, and basically what happened is I didn't do it for myself first in terms of the management of it. I handed it off before I did it myself. So when I handed it off, I didn't know what was actually being taken care of. I didn't know the KPIs to set, like the key point indicators to set with clients. I didn't know what targets we were hitting. I didn't know how long it took to do the man management. So usually at the start, when I hire off the management role, I really micromanage them, like really micromanage them. And then I give them freedom over time. This person, I gave freedom right away because I was being a lazy and I didn't want to learn it for myself at the start. I don't know what it was in my mindset that made me do that, but uh, I did. And it ended up leading to a, a really bad domino effect of mistakes. Uh, just a lot of things, mismanagement, uh, miscommunication with clients, uh, client deadlines not being hit. Uh, lots of refunds with clients. And uh, after that person exited our business, that manager, we, we, we ended up parting ways. Um, I, I wanted to go back and calculate it. And it turned out to be around a 74,000 US, US dollar mistake between all the refunds, uh, all the workers that did uh, work that was absolutely useless. And uh, that was $74,000 of just straight money lost. And then it, it wasn't even including uh, uh, like the biggest thing, which was client relationships. Like there were there were massive client relationships that we lost. And the, the biggest thing that I value right now is client relationships. I could care less about the money. Like these client relationships and any single person in a client-based business should be viewing it like this, is that uh, a re relationship now that you're building like can literally pay dividends for like the rest of your life. If you're in the mindset that you're going to be in business for the next 50 years, 60 years, 70, 100 years, wherever, like however long you think that you're going to live, um, those people are going to be in business with you if you if you have a good relationship. And 
they're repeatedly come back for different different opportunities, especially if you have opportunities that nobody else has access to. Hey, man, that's what it's all about. You know, like what we talked about before, striving forward, like having, again, zero Fs to give. Like you're going to make mistakes. You're going to instill trust in the people who just aren't going to pan out. They're not going to, you know, for better or for worse, they may have meant well. But again, a $74,000 mistake, like all going downhill, like you can't have that in a business. So you got to cut ties. You've probably learned a lot from people as well when it comes to, again, I, I know you've talked about in interviews, you know, about, you know, when it comes to social media, having a social media presence, having a Google presence as well, which is important, getting verified and all that stuff. You've probably learned a lot from people as well. Huge, huge. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I've, I've definitely learned the most from my mistakes. And this is something I tell my team all the time. And I, I really put this in myself is it's absolutely fine to make mistakes. Every single millionaire makes mistakes. Every single billionaire makes mistakes. Every single person makes mistakes. The key thing is, is that you never make the same mistake twice. If you make the same mistake twice, you, you, you didn't learn from the first one. And it, it, it's kind of idiotic. Like you, you, you messed up again, and now that's a real mistake because you messed up twice. And so that's the only time I get mad at my team for ever making mistakes is if they make the exact same mistake twice, and that's when I call it out big time. Wow. So what's your discipline style when it comes to that? When someone just, you know, did not do what you said, like you just said, like they make the same mistake twice, there's a big money deal that falls through. What's your discipline style? So... Uh, for for people in like right now we don't really have uh people in uh like positions where they're able to make massive mistakes yeah. we limit the risk a lot like we're still the key decision makers in all like the really big deals and so any massive mistakes that we make is on us but like many mistakes if those mistakes are made twice i usually get get our workers to pay for it like if they make the same mistake twice, like it, it was a bad mistake. And uh, and they usually recognize that like pretty much every single person on the high key team are, uh, are coming from my close friend group in the past. And I have massive trust in them. And all of them are on the same board of uh, really big personal development. They're all trying to grow individually and they're trying to grow as a team. And they have the one commonality of all believing in us, which is a huge thing, and believing in the high key brand. And so most of our workers that came from my past of like uh, people who I really trusted and who I knew were like major leaders. I mean, fuck, I, I would have been motivated just in the sense of, you know, paying off that debt like pain like i know if i make this mistake it's on me this time you know like the company's not going to help me out like i'm going to be the one that's going to be you know gutted with this bill so i mean that would personally motivate me like okay i gotta study down gotta buckle up not making that mistake again yeah uh, but again going back to starting everything and you talked about you know personal development which is key it's huge uh, not only personally, but at the same time, being able to go out there and market yourself, make connections, build those relationships. Um, you know, I talked about again a little bit before about you know having that Google presence, having that big social media presence, being consistent on social media, creating content that people want to see. Um, how early on, again, like growing into that, did you realize how important that was, and how were you able to again build that? Like, what were some of the keys in building that? Because there are a lot of people who do put in the effort, but at the same time, they're missing something. They're not gaining the followers. They're not, you know, gaining what they're putting in. So how did you, how were you able to, you know, manufacture that and get to where you wanted to be in that regard? For, for sure, yeah. So right out of the gate with our e-commerce company back in 2016, uh, we started a social media channel, right, when we, a social media page on Instagram, right, when we launched our product. And what we did is uh, we did what we looked at on Instagram, which was we looked at meme content. And that was something that we were really attracted to back then. That was something that we, we watched a ton of content of. And so we simply post viral memes on our page. And we grew our Instagram page at ID Code like a, like a meme page pretty much. And so uh, we got to the point of where 
at, really quickly after like a month, we were getting natural like 20, 30, 50,000 views on random videos of like, <laughs> like flicking over dominoes, like uh, just random stuff that like we thought went, would go viral. And it, and most of it did. We did a lot of trial and error. Like we would post like, we would post like three posts a day sometimes. Two of them wouldn't go viral. One of them would get 5,000 views. You'd be like, nice. And then we would do the same thing, rinse and repeat, keep doing viral content. And then we were like, okay, well now our page is starting to get some traction. How can we get traction over to our earbuds? And so what we started doing is we started posting viral content now, but in the captions of every single post, we started putting links to our earbuds and, and writing stuff about how they're the best quality wireless earbuds out there and information bits about them. And so we started getting traction there, saw that we were starting to get website visitors. It was really cool. And uh, and then we just started learning about different new techniques about uh, about how to grow our page just by trial and error. And then we came back to the component of being like, listen, like our viral videos are going off. What if we made skits like that we've seen on online? We did YouTube already. We've been on camera. We're, we, we're pretty decent on camera. We're, we're, we're like decently funny dudes. Uh, uh, I, I think that we could make skits. And so that's how we got ourselves back on cameras. We started making skits and plugging our earbuds in them. And then a couple of them ended up taking off. They were doing really well. We started using those skits as promos on meme page ads, meme page ads, uh, different Instagram pages, paying them to post our content on page and linking back. Right? Doing really good with the majority of our sales. And then we didn't start up, and then we grew the the page through that. And then we didn't start up our personal brands until until like late 2018. We didn't start up our personal brands just because we didn't we didn't see the need for it or the value in it. And we were really focused on high key at the time. And so when we started up our personal brands, uh, we didn't really know what we wanted to post on it. Like especially for myself, I know idea and still to this day man i'm i'm posting content that i don't know if i'm gonna keep posting like i'm posting a ton of party content on my instagram page right now and i i don't know if i'm gonna mix business into that the reason i'm posting party content is that it, it it's just something that i'm doing that's like really fun like i i really enjoy that and it allows me where i haven't directed my page to one direction yet uh where like I don't want to talk specifically about social media because I don't know if I'm going to be doing social media in like 10, 25 years from now. And so that, that's kind of what I'm doing, just like a placeholder for now. But uh, you never know what it's going to evolve into in like uh, the next year or so. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next, because again, like popping champagne bottles, partying all the time, or, you know, at least, you know, posting stuff on social media, you know, make it seem like, oh, he's having a great time. You know, he's driving fancy cars. He's doing all this nonsense. But how much of that is you playing? Because like you talked about, you know, the mixture of play and business. Like, is that obviously you're having a great time, but at the same time, it looks really good on camera. Is that marketing as well in your eyes? It's, so in my eyes, it, it's two things. One is that it's definitely not bringing in new business, like whatsoever. Definitely not bringing in new business. But what it is doing is like the people that we are working with right now, which is a fair amount of people, whether they're working in, uh, working with us for press, working with us for social growth, social management, whatever they're working with us for, they, they follow our personals. And so they see the content and I get great feedback from them being like, being like love seeing you guys happy. And it's a huge thing in a client-based business is that people love working with other people because they get along with one another. It's not necessarily all because of the services that you're doing, even though our services are really elite and that they're really good. People stay with you because they, they like who you are. They like who you're, what you're doing. They, they want to have a similar lifestyle type thing. And so that's one of the reasons why I post. And then the other is just because like, I like it, like it's cool. Like I, I, I find it, I find it hella fun. Like, and, and I find most of the content hilarious that we're, that we're posting that. And I find it funny that like, I, I post like a party video and then I, I think about it. And I'm like, this is funny because like, I, I partied for like six hours on this entire trip and worked the other six days and, and nobody knows that. And so like, the, 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 that's why I find funny. Yeah. 
nobody sees the hard work. It's nuts. It could be frustrating sometimes, but again, like the passion comes first and then the money's going to come later and, and obviously paid off for you guys. So the last thing I wanted to ask you, I don't want to take too much of your time here. You know, you guys, you, you said it best just there in that last sentence, you know, building your brand around other people who are as passionate about what they do as you are about what you do. So you're able to partner with all of these businesses, these celebrities, whatever, because they had the passion for it initially and they took that passion and they skyrocketed it to the moon, you know? So how are you able to, again, balance that, you know, being happy and at the same time creating these business uh, adventures while at the same time creating a ton of revenue with a ton of people who are in it because they love what they do and it's not about the money. The money's gonna come later. How are you able to manage that? Yeah, so the, the passion's always been there for me. Uh, but in, in terms of work and like the, the saying of like finding what you wanna, like find something that you love doing for work and you'll never work a day in your life. Like that saying, I don't really know about that saying because if I look back on the work that we've done and all the work that was needed to get up until this point, dude, the amount of days that I've gone up work 16 hour days of all work that I really did not want to do is nuts, man. Like the amount of times that I have to do work and work is on my schedule that is work I absolutely hate, like accounting stuff, like legal stuff, like so many different things that I hate but are necessary and not something that I can hire out immediately is is unreal. And it, it, it ha the why has to be so much bigger than and it has to be so big and it has to align with where you're trying to get to. Like you need to know exactly why you're doing everything that you're doing. And you need to know, you need to know why, because that that's the stuff that will drive that passion and it'll allow you to get through those times of like where you're doing stuff that you don't want to do. Cause that the, those types of things will always be there. And the happiness thing, Honestly, I, I I literally think about this on a daily basis. Like I'm a really happy dude. Like really happy. Like most people around me, they're like, "Wow, you 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 literally radiate happiness," and like it's it's great to be around you. And they say that that's one of my key attributes. And uh, I I've thought about this so much, and I'm like, why are some people just so happy? And my mind works in a way where where literally like when a negative thought comes into my mind, it immediately tries to find a solution or it gets it out. And I, I, I can't quantify that. Like, I don't think I learned that anyway. I think I was just gifted with that. And so, oh, oh, oh no, oh no to the question about, uh, about like consistently being happy. And then, but, but like, I know that happiness and having constant happiness attracts really good energy and other happy people. When I'm happy, I, I see that I attract other happy people and that negative people actually leave because they, they don't want to be around a happy person that's so unbalanced. I, I really find that. And so like, that's definitely helped us out because like my brothers are extremely happy people too. And every single person within our company is, is very happy people and uh, really good energy. And it's definitely allowed us to connect with uh, more people. That's how it grows. And, you know, it starts again with having the foundation, taking care of yourself, you know, taking care of the needs that you know that you're going to need in order to go on with your business, go on with your personal life. You know, you talk about nutrition and health and, you know, working out, staying in shape. Like you, you need something to keep that going. And at the same time, that positivity is going to drive that why. And that why has got to be strong enough in order to keep going 5, 10, 15 years down the road. And obviously for you guys, it's paying off in big dividends. What's next on the agenda? What else you guys got going on while you're out in Puerto Rico? Dude, so we're out in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, we're probably going to be out here minimum the next two years, but I could see us being out here for the next five to ten years. Like it, it's a it's a it's a great life out here. There's there's no winter. Uh, I, I like the island. Cool, um, but. In the near future, what we see over the next uh, year to two years, I see our company, uh, Heike Cloud specifically, partnering up with every single major celebrity. Uh, I see us partnering up with uh, Drake, Justin Bieber, uh, Travis Scott, Post Malone, all for giveaways. 
Uh, I see that over the next one to two years. I see us over the next one to two years starting to get into management of celebrities. So I see uh, us starting to take over uh, like their entire brands, their brand deals, and really get into the management space, specifically in the hip hop hip hop artist space where we we're, we're, we're starting to get in this right now. Um, I see, uh, I see us consistently growing our, uh, our agency with like the press and social media management side of things. We're probably going to two times year over year for the next like five years easily and then continue out. And then I, I don't know what services or branch off after that. Uh, I have some things written down, but it'd be cool to see, see with that. And yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, a, a new huge thing that came out is uh, I'm not sure if you heard about. It's called BitClout, and it's uh, it's a it's a social media like it's where social media meets cryptocurrency, and it's a decentralized social media platform where where it's basically a stock market for people's brands. And so we this is something we've been waiting for for a very very long time, and we just invested like very heavily into it with our time and money. And so if this does take off and take to the point of where we're, uh, where we think it could has the potential to get to this, this is going to be a huge part of our lives and a huge part of our team's lives. And we think that has the potential to take over uh, every single centralized social media platform. I mean, these are huge plans, man. But like what you were talking about earlier, you plan things out. You're organized, man. Like you're able to plan things out at a level that most people don't know how to. And you've been able to do that through practice, which has not made perfect, but it's made you been able to accomplish a lot of things in a record amount of time that you weren't able to, you know, last year, the year before that. So like, I mean, keep kicking ass, dude. I mean, I'm watching social media all the time. I'm seeing how, how fun you guys are having out there. Puerto Rico, next five to 10 years, dude, like if that's the plan, you know, all power to you. I mean, that's amazing that you're going to be able to be, have those opportunities. You know, hopefully you get to do what you set out to do when it comes to partnering with celebrities. And, you know, BitCloud, obviously, that's going to be huge in the next few months, you know, let alone the next five to ten years. So thanks again for being gracious enough to, again, talk to me here. I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do this after months of trying to set this up, man. Again, it's about that persistent. You know, you got to be persistent. You, you can't give up. We tried like 15 times, and we were finally able to get it done. Big time. Big time, bro. I really appreciate you having me on, and uh, really enjoyed the conversation, bro. Thank you very much, man. Enjoy your time in Puerto Rico. Good luck to you. <laughs> Peace, bro. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.